Welcome to Week Points, the podcast where we discuss what we've watched, listened to, read and done over the past week. I'm one of your hosts, Rich, and with me as ever, it's Nick. Nick, it's been a fucking age <laughs> since we've done this. Yeah. <clears throat> I won't ask how your week's been, it's been like more like how your month's how been. How has lockdown been? Yeah, yeah, well, uh, you know... Mm. It has felt like uh, we've been both trapped in individual oubliettes over this summer period. Uh, yeah. There are a variety of different regions, work and all sorts of other other things. But um, we have we have obviously, between the pair of us, watched a fair bit of telly, read some books. Yeah. Um, I played a bit of a video game. And I literally mean a bit of a video game. Um, yeah. But we can talk about all of those in due course. Hello to all of our listeners. Yes. Hope you're well. Hope you're... You've stayed with us. Um, it's, it's some new content. Yes, I hope you're all doing well. Um, I went <clears> to um, a popular tourist attraction today. Oh, go on. Uh, I went to Chester Zoo uh, today. Oh, Chester Zoo, look at that. Chester Zoo. It's just down the road from um, you, isn't it? I mean... Yeah, yeah, it's not far away from me. It's not somewhere we go that often. Right, okay. Um, well, we haven't been for years, actually. Okay. Um uh, it can be quite expensive, right? Um, but uh, yes, I went today, um, and it was an interesting experience. Um, it's one of those ones where there were so many things where you just like, oh my god, I'd forgotten about the wonder of the natural world yeah, yeah, and yeah. nature, and you see some absolutely <clears throat> incredible things. I mean, seeing a rhinoceros. Like about two foot away from you, yeah. he's just mind blowing, really, yeah, yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, uh, and so all those things are like really uplifting. Um, but then you see stuff like um, some of the primates, mm. and they looked fucking depressed <laughs> properly, just <laughs> depressed. I mean, the orangutans, I was thinking. I mean, is there, is there enough of them? Because these ones, you should probably give them, just let them go somewhere. <laughs> or give them something else Would to do. Would you like go to a youth look, club or something? Just anything. They look fucking miserable. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh my God, what a downer. <laughs> um, but the, <clears throat> the other stuff was amazing. Okay. I mean, like all the butterflies and all that kind of shit. Um, yeah, incredible. Uh, and seeing it so close and seeing how you get a kind of different uh, look on things, you know, from seeing them on television. We've seen them a million times on television, yeah. but just seeing them actually, like, in the flesh to see how the how the the, the, the bodies <coughs> work and stuff like that and how they how they act and yeah, everything yeah. Is, is amazing. Oh, cool. Um, but, man, the primates, what a damn... Oh, that's a shame. It really does make you feel depressed when you've been through you that. Think, could you just give them some bongos or something? I mean, you know, something that they could bang and, and make a little sound to. to, to or even up. just some unbongo. Or some unbongo. Really? That'd be fucking great. Unbongo, unbongo. They drink it in the Congo. You couldn't advertise it like that anymore, could yeah. you? No, also, and I'm not even sure that orangutans are from Umbongo. Uh, from the I was Congo. Gonna say, I'm not sure Umbongo's a place, Richard. <laughs> don't, don't think Umbongo's a place, is it? Well, it depends. If I was a conservative, it probably is a place. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, we could talk about them later on. Umbongo, Umbongo. But, you know, I, I often wonder whether or not you'd have to be more truthful with your ad now. You know, rather than saying Umbongo, Umbongo, they drink it in the Congo. Umbongo, Umbongo, it rots your teeth. It's not great, people, <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> Among or among, I wonder if they have to have a constant. 
I wonder if they have to have a constant supply of it in the Congo just to fulfil oh, the advertising requirements. Oh, no, 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 they're certainly. I mean, they're, they're pumped full of it, all the animals. It's a little bit like uh, feeding um, the suffragettes in prison. Uh, you know, orangutans with funnels in their mouths, on Mongo being tipped in on an hourly basis just to keep them topped up. Yeah, all those, all those um, wow. orangutans that you saw the other day at Chester Zoo uh, are probably depressed because they're not whizzing the tits and they had the fix. You know, they need their own bongo. Maybe. Maybe. They needed it. Fucking hell, it was properly depressing, though, watching them in there. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, I would have could have done without them if they just took took those out <laughs> um, uh, and uh, just <clears throat> left the rest of them. Dear Chester Zoo. Like, there was a little, um, there was a little, like, um, I think it was, uh, like, a Colombian long tail monkey some of some sort um <clears throat> and it was um having a bit of a wander around in the area that it had and it looked really odd because it was it looked like kind of very like a very english kind of pastoral scene okay and then there was this little black monkey just walking around picking things off the leaves that was odd uh, but it was quite nice um uh, but the orangutans oh so depressing oh, no. Yeah, the lions are quite depressing as well. They don't do much. They're not. I mean, the, the Yorkshire Wildlife Park, which is just down the road from just down the road from me here in Doncaster, yeah. um, it's um, sort of shot into the public eye back in two, I want to say about two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, when they rescued about seven lions from a Romanian zoo. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> they were being they're just very poorly treated, and um, yeah. so the the guy who owned the wildlife park, which had been there for years, but essentially was just. You know, four squirrels and a pig. It was. It was. It was like yeah. nothing really. You know, a place that primary schools would go, glorified petting zoo, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. And now, it, it's it's you know a, a really uh, reputable kind of place, and it's got uh, all, animals from all over the place. The, the lions launched it, but every time you go, you go to this bit, and there's a big sign above a uh, a walkway, like a like like a bridge thing. And it looks like the sign "Welcome to Jurassic Park." It's lion country. It's quite oh, big, quite yeah, impressive. Yeah. And there's just some lions laid down sleeping. I mean, yeah. not that you're expecting them to have fights and or be ripping things apart, but you know, just a yeah. little bit of prowling, a little bit of walking about. You know, maybe yeah. a roar. That you know, that that'd be all right, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Instead, you might as well be looking at a fucking you know, a donkey or something. It's just an it's just yeah. an animal. It's just a, a living, breathing animal. And I'm not trying to denigrate donkeys in any way. I think donkeys are pretty cool. Yeah, but, you know, bit of a shame. Yeah, I'd I'd say maybe half of the animals that we saw uh, were asleep. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, 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 there was quite a lot that we couldn't see. Um, I didn't I didn't mind that. I don't mind that. Well, um, what, what couldn't you see? Do you mean because of COVID or? No, no, no. You just they were just <clears throat> hidden. Oh, oh, so you mean you couldn't view. see them because they were right? Okay, amongst the foliage, mm-hmm. and that's fair enough. I don't mind that. No, um, I'd rather that than they kind of just made their pen so small that you could see them from every fucking angle all the time. Yeah. Um. So that yeah, but uh, like the jaguars, I've been to the jaguar uh, place there three times now and not seen the fucking jaguar once. Do you know? Um, that's frustrating that's this, uh, this leopards similar thing at the Yorkshire Wildlife Park I've yeah. never seen the leopards I know they're in there somewhere and people gather and go yeah, ooh yeah. so they must be seeing something yeah 
I thought like <clears throat> one out of three times I might have seen a bit of a leopard, yeah. uh, jaguar, but uh, nothing. No, yeah. no. Uh, but then after I'd saw the primates, I thought oh, I wish I hadn't seen them really. <laughs> um, so oh, my dear. message is: if you're going to go to Chester Zoo, I'd probably give the primates a bit of a miss. Yeah. No, that is a shame. Do they have capybaras yeah. there? Yeah. Oh God, yeah, they do. Are they yeah, awesome? Amazing. Fucking love yeah. them. For anybody yeah. who doesn't know, the capybara is the largest rodent in the world. It is a essentially yeah. a giant guinea pig. And, and when yeah. we say giant, it's the size of a dog, a, a decent sized dog as well, not like a yeah, yeah, like a pup or, or a like a Labrador. Yeah. Size. yeah, yeah. There you go. Imagine a guinea pig the size of a Labrador. Yeah, it is, they are phenomenal. fucking great. They are brilliant. Yeah, there was some <clears throat> like what looked like small versions of them. All right. Um, but bigger than a guinea pig, like the size of your foot. Um, oh, okay. And they they were they were they were quite good. Yeah. Um, and uh, I do like a good tapir as well. I don't mind a tapir. Um, they haven't got one of them at uh, uh, Doncaster. Yeah, well, they had two different kinds right. there. They had a black and white one, which was massive, yeah. but they were asleep yeah. as well. And then they had some other ones, the normal ones. Mm. Um, yeah, so they're good. They're all good value. Most of it's good value. Yeah. Just give the primates a miss. Yeah. That's my message to you. Okay, very good. Good tip. Good tip. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would I would uh, add to that, uh, so only from, I've never been to Chesterdo, but from the Yorkshire Wildlife point of view, I would give the gift shop a miss. Uh, personally, mm. very depressing, <laughs> just as depressing oh. as, the, as the primates. I would have thought. Um, right. My, my favourites at the Yorkshire Wildlife Park are the lemurs. I love lemurs. I love yeah, the little hands. Lemurs are good, aren't they? Uh, and the and the yeah. capybaras and the and the armadillo. Because the armadillo oh, looks yeah. like uh, it's wearing horrible, really grotty old pants, like horrible orange pants. Yeah. It's been wearing for weeks, and they've gone saggy off its ass. Uh, and uh, yeah. yeah. Me and Ivy quite like points at the armadillo. There was um, there's a bit where you're going through this um, through this building and you're in like a kind of transitional in between bit, yeah. um, and there's a, a an area behind a glass panel and it it says um, like sloth toilet, and um, the sloths are kind of up on some branches and ropes high up in the ceiling mm. just hanging there like they do um, but once a week they come down and they have a shit in this particular bit <laughs> <laughs> and I thought yeah they've really got it sorted yeah that's 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 they've got it life nailed yeah, really, haven't they? absolutely that will do yeah I'm just going to chill out I'll have something to eat I'll have a look around and then once a week yeah. it's shitting time might have a shit on Tuesday might do it Wednesday yeah. might mix it up might mix it up this week. It's funny. It's, it's funny you say Tuesday because in my head I just thought, oh right, well, I should come back here on a Sunday, <laughs> thinking that must be the day that they have a shit because it's the end of the week. But obviously it could be any time. Well, absolutely, I'm not sure they conform the, to our work our, our working week, do they? That, you know. No, no. Do they not go by the Gregorian calendar then? No, I suspect not. No, no. I would I would imagine not. Okay, I'm no. not sure. What, I, in fact, I wonder whether or not they're even aware there's a thirteenth constellation. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, can you... you I'm know. out of touch of that. Yeah, exactly. Fucking sloths. <laughs> so behind the times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those those Sagittarian sloths who are now Capricorn sloths. Or whatever. Yeah. Or no that idea. new one, whatever it's called. Yeah, I can't remember. Don't remember. Nobody's recognising it now anyway, so, you know. I think I'm a Virgo now. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Leo again. 
Oh. I'm, I'm again rather I'm, I'm a Leo I'm not again I've never been one before again in a previous <laughs> I just, life yeah I just decided to be a Leo yeah I used to be called Leo in fact I was Leo McKern Rumpel of the Bailey oh very good yeah <laughs> yeah oh you were really good thanks thank you very much thanks for the kind of you and a, yeah. a, a, a much a much larger nose in those days yeah and, uh, yeah you know, yeah and far drier um <laughs> I don't mean I had eczema. I just meant I was a fat, oh, right. dry and wit. Oh, right. um, <laughs> I just saddled Leo McKern with a big nose and fucking eczema. Yeah. Poor Leo. Although, I'm not even sure he's still with us. Is he still with no, us? No, he's dead. He's long Has he dead. Gone? Has he gone? Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. Yeah. Rump, rump hole of the Bailey. Not rump yeah. hole. Rump hole. Not rump hole. <laughs> fucking hell, Nick. Rump hole of the Bailey. Yeah, where did that H go? Oh, rump hole hell. of the Bailey. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so, good. Well, that's. I'm glad you've done that. Yeah, um, that was nice. Uh, our, our summer excursion this, uh, this summer was to the Forbidden Corner up in North Yorkshire. Oh, I thought you meant um, of your house. Yeah, no, I don't go there. <laughs> Fuck that. It's full of herons and javelins. I want to touch that shit. Um, no, it's um, it's it's a, a, a folly uh, created up near th- near where they make uh, Theeks and Salt Peculiar, just past Masham. Oh. Um, it's a, a very weird. It's almost indescribable. You'd have to look at their Facebook page to, uh, and there's a little two minute video. It's 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 bizarre. It's really bizarre. There's, there's right. stuff. Uh, there's stuff there that you, you know just go oh, that's that's odd some of it looks like it's been made purpose built for the place some of it looks like uh, old statues that they've that they've found and, and added to the collection it, it, I mean it has it has no particular period um, it's, all, it's it's bonkers um, and, and enjoyable although this time around because of the uh, coronavirus one of the joys of it was there are lots and lots of ways to go through it the, you're not you weren't Previous to the, uh, the the virus, you went on yeah. a track. You you got to explore and find things that right. you hadn't found before. Uh, but of course, you know, with with the the way things have been governed, everything is one way systems, and you have to go in this way and you have to go out that way, which is yeah. which is a shame because you know I, I suppose it, it's you do get to see everything, which I suppose is is, is one good thing, uh, but you can't linger. Mm. Because you're in a you're in a kind of you know you've got to keep pushing on no. and stuff. So, but it was still fun, and I would recommend it. Uh, no depressed monkeys or primates oh, well, of any that's kind. That's a bonus. Which is yeah. a bonus. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's maybe they one should go to child. the forbidden corner. Yeah, send the monkeys, send the orangutans to the forbidden corner. Yeah, that'd be fucking excellent. I'd love that's that. that's the kind of um, campaign that we should get behind as a podcast. Well, I I definitely will. Absolutely, the send the orangutans to the forbidden corner campaign. <laughs> yes, yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get the Dilly Express behind us. Yeah, we will. They'd love that. They'd love that. Any yeah. opportunity it, to be relevant. If um, we we'll just tell them that one of the orangutans <laughs> is called Princess Diana. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, very good idea. And she's very looking good. miserable as fuck, so we need yeah. to sort that out. Yeah, come on, come on, do it for our former royal <laughs> English Rose. English Rose, yeah, do it for her. Do it for yeah. her orangutan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking <Fuck> hell. hell. <laughs> Princess Diana, the orangutan. Very good. 
Very good. Um, commemorative orangutan. Commemorative, yes, indeed. Uh, so I should. T- I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to get through this really quickly for my fiftieth birthday, which uh, is now. Well, we, uh, both of our birthdays have passed yes. in the time we've been off. Uh, both of our birthday, we're now fifty. Um, I, I was bought the Last of Us Part Two, which is a video game uh, uh, by Naughty Dog, sequel to uh, Last of Us, obviously. Duh. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> fuck you know. How patronising was that? How patronising was that as a sentence? Sequel if to I Last hadn't of have, us. if I hadn't have guffawed after you said it, I would have cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Never mind. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah. So anybody who isn't listening yet, it's the sequel to a, a, a game called The Last of Us. Oh. And just to differentiate between the two, this one's called Part Two. Oh, so there part you go. Two. It's had a load of stick. Um, it, amazing reviews um, in the in the uh, press, you know, gaming magazines, and and you know all the uh, gaming sections of most of the newspapers. Yeah. Um, but the um, the sexual orientation of one of the male uh, main characters. Has caused lots and lots of uh, quote unquote fans uh, to get a little bit hot under the collar right. uh, and consider it uh, well that you've ruined the game now you've ruined everything. Mm, not right. not from what I can see. Was the Again, um, I, 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 um, I only played a little bit of the um, of the Last of Us uh, yeah. because I found it too difficult for my feeble brain. <laughs> um, and I couldn't get past one one particular section, and I just fucking gave up on it. Um, oh, that's a shame. Uh, but it wasn't apparent that um, the main theme of The Last of Us was the main protagonist's sexuality. But no, it, funnily I guess enough, must, I guess it must have been later on in a bit that I didn't play. I, I've, yeah, I've, I think what we must have missed, the both of us, was that clearly the entire game uh, was an analogy, a cr- an analogy for for uh, awakening. Uh, right. Sexuality uh, right. within one particular character. Right. Um, yeah, it's a it's a weird it's a weird thing, and I I, I find it frustrating that we you know we, we sit here and we you know we look at these reviews and go, did you not in, did that really spoil the game for you? Yeah. Did that re- what what was it about this one character being gay? That made the game not work for you. I mean, yeah, were you yeah. were you expecting to have a dirty wank and go? Oh, if she were real, and, and if she were my yeah. age, and if she lived in you know Normanton or, or fucking Retford, and, and, yeah. and if and if there was a zombie apocalypse, and if she came round here, and if she didn't have that bloke with her, ooh, I'd knob her. But I can't now because she's gay. She's not real. Yeah, and she's not from Retford. And she's not, you know, she's never liked to come, and there's never liked to be a zombie apocalypse. But ooh, ooh, my blood's boiling. Well, and and similarly, would they have played through like, like Call of Duty Modern Warfare or something, and then they got to the end and they went, and at the end it just said, oh, by the way, like Colonel Price was gay, and they got, oh no, that's fucking ruined the experience for me. Is yeah, that abs- now? Absolutely. Now I know you're fucking gay all the time. Yeah. Oh. yeah. He's probably thinking about other blokes again. when he was in that ghillie suit. <laughs> Fucking rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> now I know it, we're a first person shooter. What's the other hand doing when he's got the handgun? Yeah. Feeling up other blokes' balls. Ooh, now I know that he's probably had a, an army butt plug up inside him, his <laughs> arsehole all the time. That and loving surprise. it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, dirty. Yeah. Uh. 
Now I come to think of it, his dialogue were a bit, do you know what I mean? Like when he yeah. said, move to the left, you know what he meant. You know yeah. what he meant, really. Yeah. Fla- flank me, flank me. Yeah. Oh, I'm never playing that muck again. Yeah, filth. Absolute filth. <laughs> it's a shame because I really loved blowing up lots of little brown people. It was fantastic. Blood everywhere. Garnage. But now, I can't even think about that. Mm. It's fucking ruined me senseless slaughter as that. Absolutely. What, oh. a de- what a depressing way to end this fantastic game where I've shot to shit loads and loads and loads and loads of people. <laughs> When he attacked that bloke from behind and then he sliced his throat open, I thought it were dead cool, but he was probably thinking, ooh, shall I bum him first? (laughs) Yeah. Do you know, next time I go down to game, I'm going to trade this in and say, can you give me a heterosexual violent game, please? I don't want any uh, bummers. I don't want any of that. None of that filth. I don't want any of that, no. And if the women in it, I don't want them to be like loving other women unless they're both beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want a non gay game, please. For non gays. For non threatened. For people who aren't threatened by it. Aren't threatened. And it's not making me question anything. But I just. I want it. Because it's, it's better. Violence is better when it's done by straight people on straight Have people. Have you got any games where there's blokes in it? And they might have the tops on, and they might be rolled up, but they're all straight. Uh, have you got any of them? And like they're wrestling a lot. Have you got any of them? But they have to be straight. <laughs> I don't want them thinking any gay thoughts. <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh, maybe so, there'll be a bu- maybe there'll be a game where you like you know you've got your X button and your and your circle button. You have to tap the triangle button every now and again to, to fight down the gay thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> If there's any women kissing other women, can it be made clear that they're both straight and they're just doing it to attract other men? Yeah, that's perfect. That's that's exactly the way I've played that game now. That's the way I'm going to play that game. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the the last Last of Us Part Two, um, which which just to be clear is the sequel to The Last of Us. Oh just in case, right. Just in case oh, we weren't right. clear about that. Looks stunning. I mean, again, the obviously uh, the um, uh, that they're going to upgrade the um, games systems, aren't they? It's going to be yeah, PS5 yeah. and Xbox X. Is it called? I've no idea. So graphics are going to get even more uh, refined, and the, the things the games machines can do will be. But the, you know, the, I thought the PS3 was really good. Uh, yeah. and the Last of Us was made for PS3, remastered for PS4. Looked beautiful. This new one looks stunning. So God knows. God knows how they're going to make it, you know, improve upon it. But, you know, it still looks absolutely beautiful. Well, they'll improve on it by getting rid of all that fucking gayness, won't they? Of course. Of course. That's yeah, what the new yeah, consoles yeah. are going to do, Nick. They're going to yeah. take out all the... It's going to have a new gay filter in them. Oh, it takes out all go. the gay stuff. Do you think the new game, the part three, will be called The Last of the Gays? <laughs> it's just going to be called No More Gays. No I More think. Gays. Absolutely. Yeah. No More Gays. Uh, what so? What were they so annoyed about? Oh, it was it was it was simply. I, I think that I think the the thrust of a lot of the arguments was, oh, you're just doing it. Be, um, you know, the, the Americans have this whole SJW thing, don't they? Social justice. Yeah, work, yeah. Right? You know, so everything has to be um, 
just straight and white and exactly the way it was. Uh, not in any way enlightened. You can't have any characters that uh, have different views or, are, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I mean, the, the racial mix has largely got to be white people. Uh, maybe the yeah. occasional black person, occasional, you know, and because yeah. um, I mean, you know, Star Wars, uh, the the recent tr- uh, uh, trilogy, yeah. uh, you know, uh, on the um, fan notice board when the the first one came out and the the main character, one of the main characters, was a, a black guy, a black stormtrooper, uh, or black stormtrooper deserter. Yeah, the the fans went absolutely crackers. I can't believe it. A woman and a black person. Yeah. You just think, well, really? It's just, it's, it's a, come on, come on. Adjust, just adjust, for God's sake. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think the, yeah, the thrust of it was, uh, you're only doing it because you have to do it. I think, I think the idea being that Naughty Dog and all their programmers, uh, if they didn't feel they'd have had to have put yeah. a gay character in, they wouldn't have done. Mm, you know, so which, they think that they've just done it just to appease these SJWs? Some of the, yes, some of the uh, comments, some of the vitriolic, horrible, uh, you know, narrow-minded comments were essentially, yeah, driven by that. Driven yeah. by, it's just, you're just, uh, you're doing it because you've got to, you know. Anyway, so yeah. Hell. Yeah, depressing, depressing. But the game looks really, really good. Uh, yeah. So I shall, um, I shall let you know. And I should also, at some point, I will eventually get over to your house and I will try and get past that bit. Get for past you, that bit, yeah. So you can carry on playing. It's it. still it's still sat there on my library, and it's probably still sat there on that. Well, it is definitely still sat there on that same bit that I couldn't get past. Well, very good. I'll have to help that. Right, so that's, that's like gaming. We've, we've talked about anyway. it being our fiftieth birthdays. Yes. I am. I'm at. I'm at that gaming stage where I just go, look. If it's too fucking hard, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Well, fair enough. If I can't do it on the easiest bit, fuck that off. <laughs> I'm not going to spend like a week every night trying to get past that stage. <laughs> I've got other shit to do. Well, also because games are so quick to load now, you don't need to. When you play the Spectrum yeah. game, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, anyone who can remember uh, the ZX Spectrum or the Commodore 64, yeah, uh, with its with its massive 48k or 64k of RAM, um, yeah. You know, you'd load a game on a cassette player and it'd take, oh God, 10 minutes, 10, sometimes 15 minutes to load. Yeah. You kind of had to stick at it, didn't you? You had to. Well, I I, I remember vividly, um, I got um, Daily Thompson's Decathlon Ooh. and I bought it from from Google. Um, maybe one of the record, it might have been um, the record shopping Google. I can't remember. Uh, but I got that and um, I, I was fucking buzzing for that. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I got it in a played side one, which was the first five events. Yes, indeed. And that loaded that loaded up fine. Slammed through that. Fucking brilliant it was. Um, played side two. Couldn't get the fucking thing to load, and it'd fail always on the last bit, the very Ugh. last bit. So you'd have to sit through like three minutes of that noise. Oh my god! And I'd be like so fucking tense in my stomach when it got to that near that end bit, thinking, "Is it going to work this time?" Is it? And like doing the minute adjustments on the volume, yeah, and yeah, doing yeah, it yeah. all over again just to. Just, I think I did that like um, four four nights uh, every night after school for yeah. one week. I tried to get um, the second the second five events to load, oh, and um, god. I think it only happened on like the fifth day. Yeah. Um, but then I had to turn it off because I didn't want to miss Cheers. So uh, <laughs> uh, that was fucked then. 
it's very it's very weird because Ivy obviously plays a lot of uh, games, but for you know age appropriate to her, and she's been playing the Untitled Goose game. Oh I, yeah, yeah. And they've and they've just recently uh, updated it, so there's a, the second player. So there's two geese, ah. um, which is which is fab. Yeah. And um, but obviously waiting for the update. I was like, yeah. oh, is it going to update? Oh, it's going to take ages. And I thought back. I thought back yeah. to trying to load something like fucking Saber Wolf or, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, one of those Spectrum and Night Law. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. I mean, I did. Um, I put one of the um, not the most recent Call of Duty, but it was one. Of, it was one of them. I think it was the. It was the one that we got free with um, on PlayStation. The is it the one uh, full of gay characters? Is it Modern Warfare Two? Yeah, where they're all they've all they're all got strap-ons on and stuff like that. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, yeah. Ball uh, gags in the mouths. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the um, forced buggery. Yeah, like yeah. properly. They're all. Yeah, just, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. full on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> fucking gruesome in some places. <laughs> um, them Russian leather boys. They really go for it. Uh, um, but that when I was putting that on it was like oh it's going to take like 39 fucking hours or something and I was like oh Jesus Christ that's ridiculous yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was like Deli Thompson's decathlon but it wasn't because I thought <laughs> I know it's going to work there wasn't yes, that, that thing true. where it's going to get to the 38th hour and then it's yeah. going to go no it's fucked yeah fucking hell <laughs> D break can't repeat zero yeah. colon oh, one my. God, or, so or R tape loading error. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. Oh, depressing. Yeah. yeah, don't know the born these days. Yeah, so. Daily Thompson's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that he's in person. That, that sounds like a terrible judgment on him, doesn't it? That's just the game. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was Daily Thompson's heptathlon. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh yeah, I've still got yeah, flashbacks to that bastard. Um, I've no. I've, in fact, I can't even remember what was on day two's events. I oh, think they well, were shit. I think they were probably shit. Uh, well, if you can work out from what was on the first ones, I mean, the, the, I'm guessing that the, they would have finished with the 800 meters, which I can't imagine was very entertaining. The 1500 meters is dull. It's really boring. Yeah, it's yeah. just you just had to tap the buttons, but like yeah. not constantly because you'd be t- you know you you tap them yeah, for a bit yeah. and stop for a bit and tap them for a bit and stop for a bit. It's like um, high jump where you had to do, you had to do the running thing, and then you had to press a button that made him jump straight up in the air. Yeah. Then another one right. that made him go at a right angle. Yeah. And then another yeah. one that made him go down. Why did you have to press a button that made him go down? What the fuck was gravity doing? Yeah. What was? What was? It, what was going to happen? Yeah. Imagine the computer world filled with floating dailies. Just yeah. Floating about. Yeah. He just fucking carried on. Yeah. He just shot off into like the crowd. Like a carelessly dro- a carelessly left helium balloon at a fucking fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drifting off. Fuck me. Anyway. Oh, poor day. Um, let's go on to television. Yes, you start. Um, I watched uh, Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman. Uh, ah. Oh, no, I think that was on Amazon. <clears throat> it was indeed yes. on Amazon Prime. It's currently yes. one of the Prime free free films. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had my same experience that I have with pretty much every single Guy Ritchie film where I've learned now that um, I'm not going to like it for the first 20 to 30 minutes and I just have to suffer it. Because <laughs> I think um, 
it's funny with the gentleman because one of the things that I did like about it was the way the the middle and the end was structured of the film. Okay. It was really interesting. It was really interesting the way it it handled it. Um, but the thing he's got with all his films is he's terrible at introducing what the fuck is going on. It's, I think it's always really clumsy and painful and like I always think, oh god, I just I don't know if it's worth going through this. But then I have to just suffer through it now. They um, are terribly it, mannered. It, it, did, it did pay off, but yeah. um, the the stats are usually awful. Yeah, well, I, I we we spoke about this before we started recording. But I I watched it while I was away. I've been away uh, for a, a couple of weeks in, in Bracknell making making some work, and um, uh, I watched it with my friend Sal and uh, and Zach, and they uh, they seemed to be enjoying it more than I did. And I got a phone call and I left the room after about half an hour, and I just thought I'm not into it. I'm, I don't like any of the characters, and I don't really. Um, it seems so contrived, and it's it's so mannered. Uh, it, it has, it's it's almost like Guy Ritchie is sort of force feeding you his uh, view of the world, where everyone's a little bit dodgy, and everyone has this weird patois that nobody actually speaks. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, uh, on, on all the, it, it was it was better in terms of the um, the usage of the camera because I think in the earlier films. Um, uh, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Snatch and revolver. Yeah. Yeah. It was very much about look how clever I can be with this camera. Look how look at all my different techniques. Was, there was less of that, but I did still think it was a bit mannered and a bit arch. No, it is. Um, yeah, it is. I think that the the kind of mindset that I get into it though is through almost thinking of it as being this kind of looks like it's been adapted from a graphic novel or something where there is that kind of slight surrealism not surrealism heightened realism i don't know what the expression is i'm lost for words <laughs> on that um it's not meant to be portraying these are people who are on the streets now like the like the Hugh Grant character is very much a kind of uh sleazy journalist yes uh, well, it's just a sleazy bloke and yeah. the Matthew McConaughey character is very much kind of like he's the cool American and all that kind of stuff. They all fit into nice, neat little stereotypes. I think that the interesting thing that I find with what with his films is what he then does with them. Um, and if you've not liked his other ones, I do think I do genuinely think just for how he structured this this kind of second two thirds of the film. It's worth giving it a try. Oh, okay, okay. I'll, I'll, there is I'll a kind of old-fashioned uh, element to the storytelling uh, in terms of old-fashioned British films, where the twists and turns in the plot, um, he, I think he handles really well. Okay, cool, cool. I mean, I, I, I can, you know, we maybe should whip through the uh, his his um, his other films to see what we think of them. So, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels? Um, I mean, I wouldn't watch it again. Right. I quite enjoyed it at the time. I'm not yeah, sure whether it would I bear up to a, a repeat viewing. Yeah, yeah. Snatch? Yeah. No, again, I quite enjoyed that as well. I think I've watched that quite recently. I think I watched it I, last year. I felt at the time that it was just like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels on a bigger budget. 
Um, yes. But, uh, I did, yeah, I didn't mind it. I liked Brad Pitt. I thought it was very funny. Yes, he was. Um, yeah. Revolver. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, man. Bonkers. I, I, I had no idea. No idea what was happening in it. I watched it just the once. Uh, it, was, it was very messy. It was a bit chopped no, I've up. definitely not seen Revolver. Okay. Castaway. Oh, is it called Castaway? Not Castaway. That's fucking Tom Hanks. The one with Madonna. Uh, there's a remake yes. of an Italian film. Yeah, that the name of it. Fucking shite. That. I managed about ten minutes. I oh, it was so bad. Yeah, I think I watched it about halfway through, and then I had to, I had yeah. to give up on that. Yeah, uh, the Sherlock Holmes movies. I I, th- I quite like them actually. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know they look promising? I've seen the first uh, half hour of the first one, and I want to watch it all. I've not watched the second one because I, you know, I'd like to watch them in, in order. Yeah, they're a fun bit of fluff. Yeah. yeah. He keeps the pace. He keep he, the one thing that I think he does do quite well is he does keep the pace going. Yeah, uh, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. I've not seen that. Uh, apparently, not not his finest hour. This is you know this is what I've been told. It's not. It's did not he great. do Rock and Roller? Oh shit! I forgot Rock and Roller. Yes, he did. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. No, I've not seen Rock and Roller. No. Um, and then the live action Aladdin. No, I've not seen that. No, me neither. Um, although Fee and Ivy watched it and said it was uh, it was all right. So I know, you know, but if you've seen the animation, what's the fucking point? Oh, don't get me started. It does seem a bit weird, doesn't it? I mean, they they, they can't have run out of kids, uh, you know, ideas for children's films. Disney's There's, fucking shit. Well, they're just remaking the same. Yeah, I mean, why? Why do totally Dumbo? lost? They've totally lost their way. Totally mm. lost their way. Yeah, I think so. There's just nothing so. original about them now, is there? Not a huge amount. No, I can't think of it. No, no. Fucking rehashing the same old shit over and over again in a different <laughs> format. Fuck me. How, the, like, they really do wring every last fucking quid out of everything, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Uh, although, I am looking forward to The Mandalorian Season 2, despite how shit the uh, the the last episode was. Not shit, but very misguided. That, last episode that though, was. seems to be... Like one of the one of the good things that they did that and um, uh, if we're talking about the Star Wars oeuvre, um, Rogue One, um, which I very much enjoyed. I liked Rogue One and I liked Solo, a Star Wars story, which was um, yeah, uh, it was seen as massively um, unnecessary uh, and, and non-essential. I agree, but it was still a cracking film as a cracking yeah, it was adventure. All right, yeah. And I wish yeah. they'd made a, a second and third rather than the fucking Rise of Skywalker, which was an absolute turd pile. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, getting off that, I've, I've spoken about yeah. that far too much this year. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, so in summary then, I should oh, finish the film. Guy, um, have you watched The Man from Uncle, Guy Ritchie film? I loved it. I really loved yeah, it. Yeah, I did I as well. It was yeah. great. Yeah. It was, yeah. 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 I've watched it a few times now. Um, yeah, I've watched it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is really good. Yeah, I loved the chemistry between Army Hammer and uh, Henry Cavill. Not in a yes. gay way, though. Not in a gay way. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with my sexuality, but not gay. No, no. <laughs> they they are both really good in it. They Very are. underrated performances in that film. Yeah, fab. Fab film. I, again, another one that I, I could have seen. I could have happily seen a couple more of those, of those yes. movies. It's a shame yeah. that they didn't get the box office. Yeah, um, yeah. Or that people didn't think, well, let's just make another one because, you know, they'll pick up and they'll build. There was some nice yeah. chemistry there to build on. Um, yeah, there was. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that so that's that's Guy Ritchie's film. Very good. Yeah, I can recommend that. Yeah. 
Now, something that we both watched, uh, I, I know you're not fully up to date with it, no. um, is season two of, uh, on Amazon Prime, The Boys. Yeah, love do you wanna, The Boys. Do you, just for those who haven't uh, seen even season one, mm. do you want to so talk the, a little the, bit about what it is? The uh, I'd have to consider it because I'm trying not to give too much in the way of plot spoilers so the the premise of the boys is that um we have superheroes uh uh amongst us and they're almost part of like um a privatized policing of america um yeah they're owned by this massive multinational corporation corporation yeah huge corporation Um, um, so they they've all got these different powers as superheroes have, um, and they try and fix the various ills of of America initially. Um, the they all relate to kind of superheroes that we know. You know, there's somebody who's got powers a bit like Superman. There's yes. somebody who's got powers a bit like the Flash and all yeah, that. Kind there's, of a, thing. there's Aquaman there, isn't there? And yeah, yeah. But it deals mainly with the consequences of, well, what would happen if they did these things that you see in comic books, but actually in real life, because mm-hmm. there is collateral damage that you don't particularly pick up on in comic books. So when they're um, screaming through the sky or racing down the street or um, knocking down buildings and all that kind of stuff, yeah. it's just kind of like, oh well, he's he's done the main thing. He's stopped that villain over there, but you haven't seen the fact that he's knocked down that building and like fifty people yeah. have died. So it, it kind also, of deals it, with that. Yeah, it also has a, um, a the, the human element or the psychological element of it, which is that you know just because you have these powers doesn't necessarily mean you're a well-adjusted person. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of more. There's a little bit of the Watchman to it in terms That's, of yeah. Yeah, who's, yeah. Wa- who's watching the Watchman. So yes, they so they they do a lot of the policing, but it's they become um, judge, jury, and executioner, yeah. um, and it's like how do we as a society deal with that? We want them to do those things that we can't do, but at the same mm. time, how do we how do we come to terms with um, when it's morally at the best ambiguous. Yeah, and how can we tell people that we've built to be unstoppable? How can we tell them to stop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and the and the people responsible for for trying to do that and the boys, the titular boys. Yes, yeah. So they're they're not they're normal people. Yes, indeed. Um, and they've all got different reasons for. We can't go into the reasons why. But they've all got different reasons for wanting to address this situation with these superheroes. Uh, so they're trying to stop them and get it back to being just normal people dealing with their situations in a relatively normal way. Yeah. The the way it is handled, however, is um, hilarious, dark, mm. sinister... Yeah. Um blackly humorous i mean it is yeah uh a fantastic um if you like you know if you've if you've ever read uh the alan moore comic book of the watchmen or seen 
either the recent uh, reboot or the or the the movie adaptation it's quite dark but it is quite serious this has the same um treatise if you like but it, it has a lightness of touch um that makes it sound uh, quite sweet it's not it's as black as fuck at times oh yeah it's very black comedy yeah, yeah. that that's 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 what keeps it going that's oh. what kept keeps me in it because if if that had been if they'd have treated it so just deadpan seriously uh, i'd be like oh, I'm, I'm out i've kind of seen yeah. this before they're not treading any new ground it is the black comedy of it that keeps yeah. me in it yeah and the second series, for those of you who have seen the first series and are wondering whether or not it it might have softened in order to get a... Because it's been massively successful. Apparently, it's Amazon Prime's most successful streaming show. Oh, is it uh, really? To date. Yeah, by quite a way, the second oh, amazing. series. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I love it's the up. fact that that is their most streamed thing. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, and they've made some good stuff as well. The Man in the High Castle's really cool. Bosch is really cool. Uh, they made all the all or nothing documentaries, which we can talk about in a bit if you like. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's uh, absolutely you know blown them all away, and they've they've yeah. worryingly uh, fast tracked a spin off show, which um, oh. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about that. But um, uh, sometimes when you see that um, figures are so incredibly increased the fear is oh they must have diluted it they must have um, dialed down some of the blackness that you know and made yeah. it uh, more well I don't know family friendly is probably the wrong word but but toned it down a bit no not a bit of it not a bit of it it picks up where it left off in season one yeah. and continues on that same trajectory I mean we're not giving any spoilers away in saying that the um one of the central superheroes is called Homelander, and he's yep. the kind of Superman character. Um, but he is a deeply disturbed um, sociopath. Yeah, oh yeah, a massive nar- flawed... narcissistic sociopath. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's got I mean... a, a lot of maternal issues. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. There's there's also. Um... You know, a, a very um, mentally broken and un, unreconstructed character uh, who, uh, in the in the second series, uh, is in a way of tra- trying to get back into the public eye, has, has um, undergone some kind of very forced and manufactured transformation into this religious yeah. figure. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the characters are brilliant. Uh, they're, they're all played very very well um also i have to say carl urban uh who <laughs> is the lead character um uh and is uh i think he's a he's a new zealander isn't he yeah by birth uh, yes. or it might be an australian i think he's a new zealander he's um, an antipodean he's an antipodean perfect there you go um in the first series i i, I thought his english accent was not not great. No, it he wasn't appears, there, was it? He appears to have worked on it for series mm. two. Um, or maybe he's just got more used to it. He's got more used to the vowel sounds. I yeah. mean, occasionally you still get a little bit of a Dick Van Dyke in there. Yeah, yeah. But, but he's, he, he seems to have channeled a little bit of uh, Jack Sparrow 
for the second series. There's a bit of <laughs> yeah. swagger about him, yeah. which I've quite enjoyed. Yeah, and then and then the other the other lead of the, the other sort of I suppose um, the the eyes uh, through whom you see the the show is the character of Huey, played by um, Dennis Quaid's son. Uh, well, Dennis Quaid yeah. and Meg Ryan's son. My God, doesn't he look like him? He's <laughs> he's he's really good, actually. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's a fantastic yeah. actor. Very good. It's really good because it's a really difficult role um, yeah. to play because it could have been just anonymous wet boy. Yes, yes, in indeed. Um, but he really does carry it off. In fact, yeah, he does. the the all the all the leads in it are really really good. Because yep. the oh, fucking hell, his name I can't remember. Homelander, who we've talked about before on a previous podcast. Oh, Anthony Starr, I think his name is. He's fucking amazing. He's superb. He's so fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. the slight little uh, physical facial ticks that he has at yeah. certain points tell you like so much. He's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he looks... so great. Yeah. It's, yeah. Fa- it, it, it's it's the moments where he's. He's confused, um, and or if he's if he's if he's immensely annoyed, but he's trying to hold it together. Oh yeah, that's brilliant. It's those moments where you go, yeah, anything he could do anything here. He yeah, exactly. Anything. And literally yeah. nobody could stop him. Yes, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it's it, it's great. And the um, the oh god, what's she called? Starlight. Is it? Starlight? Oh, Starlight. She's fantastic. Yeah. She's yeah, she's the, um, really good. She's yeah. really good because that's another one where it could have been, oh, yeah, whatever, drippy teen yeah. character. Yeah, um, yeah. No, she's really good in it. Yeah. So, yeah, a huge recommendation oh, uh, yeah. for season two as well as season one. Yes. Uh, they're, they're streaming the episodes every Friday. I think this week is the penultimate episode for season two. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. If you watch so. the first episode of season, if you haven't seen it before and you watch the first episode of season one, and you're like, what's this shit? Just forget it. Because that yeah. it sets the tone for the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. There's a, there's an incident that happens uh, within the first 10 minutes Yeah, uh, that is heavily stylized, beautifully realized, and, and, and truly gruesome. Yeah. And, and, if, and if your reaction is, oh, no, not for me, then, yeah, absolutely, it definitely won't be. Yeah, yeah. But if you, uh, you know... For whatever reason, go. Oh yeah, this looks interesting. This looks funny. Or this looks whatever. Then yeah, stick with it because it'll reward yes, you. It's brilliant. Definitely, definitely. Um, I watched something a little bit more grounded in reality. Oh, go uh, on, tell on me. Netflix. Um, I'll, there's a season, another season two. It's Criminal on Netflix. Um, criminal. So, and it's Criminal UK because there are different versions in different countries. Okay. They're all available on Netflix. Um, I've watched, I think, maybe the one of the German ones and one of the Spanish ones as well. Mm-hmm. So the central premise is that each episode, um, a crime has been committed and um, the police are interviewing somebody who is connected to that crime. They don't know whether they're the... You, you as a viewer don't know whether they're the person who's committed the crime or they've aided the person who's committed the crime or they're not involved at all. Right. Um, so the whole thing is set in essentially three rooms. Um, there's the main interview room. Uh, there's another room where the um, like four or five of the police look on the interview, and that's divided by a one-way mirror. 
Right. And then there's the kind of corridor just outside these where there's a vending machine and the kind of in-between interrogation kind of chat happens always around the vending machine. Um, so there's a central cast of, I think, six police people. Uh, and then each episode there is one person who they're interviewing. And it's a different case every time. Okay. And it's just very well written. Um, we talked before about the monologues with Alan Bennett and yes, how well they were written. Heads, yeah. and, and it's not that same kind of standard, but the the back and forth between the police person interviewing the character in each episode is very well written. Uh, right. It's very natural and... The story unfold quite complicated stories unfold in just a conversation between those two people. Oh, okay. Um, so the time goes quite quickly, uh, and I watched season. I'd watched season one ages ago, and then right. they brought out season two, and I watched season two, and then I went back and watched season one again. Oh. Um, no, it's really, it is really, really good. It's definitely worth a watch. I'll have a look for that one then. Oh, very yes. good. It's a nice, also, it's, it sounds like it's quite cheap TV to make. Not cheap in terms yes. of writing or, or acting. Or, but you Yeah, know. yeah. All the hard work is put in by the writers and the performers on it. Right, great. Fantastic. Yeah. No, it's really good. I should give that one a go. Yes. Cool, cool. Something else we both uh, watched, well, you've seen it all, but I've only seen the uh, the first three episodes, is the All or Nothing Tottenham Hotspur documentary. Oh, which yeah, is, yeah. Uh, also on Amazon Prime, it's a hat trick for Amazon Prime tonight. It's it also on yeah. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, what was what was fascinating for me, and, and you mentioned it before when you watched it, was um, how how immensely likable Jose Mourinho is. Yeah. Uh, which I, I, I wasn't expecting at all. There's a there's a moment in the I think the third episode or might be the second episode where he apologizes to his players and says, "Look, I, I know I might seem like I'm a bit off at the moment, but my dog's just died." And, and I've had him for thirteen years, and it's and it's and it, I'm I'm absolutely fucked. Um, and it was it was really quite you know yeah. humanizing. Uh, we we you know we are bombarded with in in sports media anyway bombarded with images of him being this arrogant, aloof, uh, the special one. All these quotes that he's purportedly yeah, yeah. come out, of. but actually he's um, you know he's quite determined, um, competitive guy. But uh, a very reasonable guy. Yeah, he does, and he does the the bits that you see of him. You can you can really get. Oh, now I can under, I can see why he had that positive influence like Porto and yeah. Chelsea, and I can see how he ended up develop <laughs> and well and Inter, and I can see how he developed teams that like loved him and really yes. wanted to really wanted to please him and. And followed him and went with what he said and stuff, because um, he has got that kind of personality. When you see it like that, yeah, um, it it's uh, completely at odds with like the end of his Chelsea thing and and like the United stuff where yeah, sure. All you heard was stories of like, oh, well, he's quite cliquey and there are people mm. who are left out for no reason and all that kind of stuff. And he just didn't yes. come across like that at all. No, it was it was it was really interesting, and, and you know, and, and compare it to the as I watched the Manchester City one uh, last year, 
And, uh, you know, watching him uh, in comparison to Pep Guardiola, yeah, th- there's, there's something, you know, clearly they're both uh, smart guys. Um, you know, you, you could argue potentially they're, are they both sociopathic? No, they're not. Of course not. But, uh, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, if if he if he needs a hug, give him a hug. If he doesn't have a shout at him, you know, it, yeah. it's um, I suppose man management. But you know that Pep Guardiola seems to communicate uh, physically as well as verbally. Yeah, and it might he's younger than and uh, uh, Jose yeah. Mourinho, but he's just bobbing down, he's jumping up, he's shouting, he's pointing at the board, he's moving things around. And uh, half the time, honestly, if I would have been one of those players in Pep Guardiola's dressing room, I'd have been looking at my mates going, should we just go and play? Because I have no idea what this guy's fucking talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's obviously a genius. Obviously a genius. Whereas Mourinho, he's like a general. And, and his half-time team talks are yeah. fantastic at, in terms of, you know, raising his spirits and, and getting out there. Yeah. Um, whereas... Um, you know Harry Kane's. Right, we, we got two, three points. What three points? We're fucking better than them, and we got three points. We're gonna go out there, boys. Yeah, fucking yeah. beat them. <laughs> so yeah, you know, which again is fair enough. He's you know he's a he's a he, basically a young bloke who loves his football. But I suspect his words were you know the echoes down the years of anyone who's played pub football, Sunday league football. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas Jose Mourinho seems to craft what he wants to say, and he's very skilled. Yeah, if uh, watching watching the um, the Man City one and then this one, you got the feeling that the players for City um, followed Pep because he knew what they should be doing and when they should be doing it and how yes. they should be doing it. He knew all the method of it and the tactics of it. Whereas with Mourinho, it was more like I want to make sure that I do a good job for him. Because yeah. he, he 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 believes in me and and I yeah. believe in him, so we should be able to do this at some point. Yeah, However, we do it, fair. we should be able to do it. <clears throat> so it's too. I'm, I think that's probably why um, they all talked about how Ferguson was so successful for so long because he had somebody who dealt with all the tactics and all that kind of stuff and did yes. all the coaching, and he'd come in and give them all the perfect kind of this is what you need to do, son. I'll look after you, yeah, arm around the yeah, shoulder, yeah, yeah. kick up the ass. He yeah. did all that. He's perfect man manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's different ways, isn't it? Now it was, yeah, but it's 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 very enlightening to watch. It's I, I I must admit I did enjoy watching it. Yeah, it was a real eye opener. I love no, all good. of those all or nothings because I love um, American football, and um, I've watched like all of the all or nothings of the American football, and it's a completely different scenario because they've got fucking coaches for every sure. position. They've got like oh, if it was if it was like soccer, they'd have a coach for like the left backs, but then they'd have another coach for the right backs, and it's, <laughs> and 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 there's seven players all playing for that one position. It's all yeah, like that. Sure. It's, it's crazy, um, but it's still interesting to see the. Psychology of how they. I think that's that the yeah. I think that's the interesting thing of it. It's not necessarily the sport that is being documented. It's the human aspect mm. of uh, what goes what goes into those perfect performances. Um, yeah. I'm not. You know, I don't know as much about American football as you, and I, I've often found it quite frustrating to watch. But I probably would watch the documentary about. Uh, yeah. You know, um, and also there's a documentary on Netflix which you watched the 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 one. 
uh, about the basketball team. Is it called yes. The Last Dance? Yes. Again, yeah. I, I've, I've never been a fan of basketball. I, I find it, like I've said before, you know, it's a frustrating sport. Imagine scoring over 100 points and fucking losing. That just seems the, like a cruel the, game. Um, the thing with The Last Dance is, it's, uh, although it is obviously about basketball, it's not really about basketball. That again, yeah. it's all about how personalities interact yeah. with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's the same. That's the same with these things. I'm, I'm, well, I'm yes. guessing certainly based on the ones I've seen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would, I would recommend those. Uh, particularly if you're into sports, yes. If you're not, but you want to see some, you know, the, the human interaction, have a look at them as well. Yeah, uh, definitely. So there you go. So you watch some sport, and a little bit like how I watched Criminal, that was essentially one room split into two. You've been watching something that was essentially one room split into two as well. Yes, I did. I watched the uh, the Betfred World Snooker Championship. <laughs> um, it's a while ago now. Uh, and I mean, I don't have a huge amount to say about it because, you know, talking about sport, you need to see sport, experience sport. Yeah. But <clears throat> obviously, um, in the uh, aftermath of uh, the uh, lockdown, the coronavirus and the um, the, the prevention of, of uh, live attendance at sport. Um, sports broadcasters have found it necessary to add sounds to uh, live uh, sports that have been broadcast on TV. So you've got a load of empty seats in football stadia and yet you'll get the ambient noise of like a ghost crowd. Um, and snooker, you've got to say, is a sport that does not rely on any noise at all. And yet, at the end of every frame, at the end of every century break, you would get this weird round of applause. Oh, no. <laughs> it, wasn't really? the same round, it wasn't the same round of applause. They must have loads of round of applauses. Yes. Rounds of applause, rather, on, on you know, on file. And yeah. they just bring out, oh, bring out 47. And you'd hear these rounds of applause. So that was weird. But the other thing that I found really peculiar is, and, and I've noticed it before, but I think it was thrown into sharp relief because there was nothing else to hear or listen to the commentators um, more and more have got uh, they, between the frames of course you go back for analysis but during the frames they're like shit psychics right they, they, they sit there the pair of them you know Dennis Taylor and, and Ken Doherty will sit there and they go well he's probably going to go for the red just to the left of the pocket there and all <laughs> that's right and he'll screw back for the pink there he is now. This time he'll hit the pink and he'll go with a little bit of check side and he'll go back down for the red, just the right of the black pocket. There it is now. And you go, okay, fucking brilliant, brilliant. Yes, you played the game. Come on. Can you say why? Can you can you give us something, anything? But then the other thing was, John Virgo got stuck in Spain. So he wasn't part of the commentating team. Oh, which, right. which for me is a bit of a blessing because I never really liked John Virgo's commentary. Partly because there, there's something about his vote he's a little bit like, yes, I could have won more than my one title. <laughs> um, but uh, I didn't. I didn't bother. Instead, I'm known as the jester of the snooker world and I like to. I'm doing with John Peel. I'm doing fucking John Peel. I just realised I'm doing my dreadful John Peel impersonation. But I'm moving it to, to, to John Virgo. Basically, anybody called John. Um, but he does this thing where when the ball's going to go in off, when the cue ball is going to go in off, uh, for those of you who don't know snooker, that means the white ball, which the, the object ball, which the um, snooker players get to hit towards the other balls, it goes in a pocket, which is a foul. 
He always says, where's the white going? Where's the white going? Where's the white going? (laughs) And it was honestly, it was like there must have been some kind of meeting in the BBC sports department going, listen, John, uh, John can't come. What do you mean, John? I know he's he's stuck in Spain. There's no flights. He's he can't he can't do any commentary. Right. Well, I think the order of business now is to uh, to put everybody's name in a hat and draw out who's going to say where's the white going. <laughs> and it was drawn out by Stephen Hendry. <laughs> now Stephen Hendry, who um, I don't mind, but. He sounded like it was the least enthusiastic. Where's the weight going? Where's the weight going? Where's the weight going? Like, fucking hell. He could have been talking about a fucking cat. Where's the cat going? Where's the cat going? Where's the cat going? Surely they could have used a soundbite from one of Ergo's oh, earlier some, ones. Well, since they're using canned uh, applause. Yeah. Absolutely. Just brought him in just for those moments. Maybe even yeah. with a... Dying. Where's the yeah. light going? Where's yeah. the light going? Yeah, made a feature of it. Yeah, do you know what? Sample heavy snooker commentary yeah. is the future because it could be like a pinball machine. You yeah. know, when you play a pinball machine that's like a, a movie tie-in pinball machine, and yeah. like every now and again you'll you'll you know you'll you hit one of the back barriers and yeah, suddenly you'll yeah. hear ba 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 yeah. or you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Obviously, that's got fuck all to do with snooker, but you know what I mean. <laughs> ding 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 ding. No, that's bullseye, isn't it? <laughs> oh, your pot black. Ding 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 ding. ding that's it. Yeah, there you go. Fucking pot black. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, so um. So that was it, really. That that's you know it was it was a pretty good final. Ronnie O'Sullivan won. He beat yeah. um, Ky- Kyron Wilson in the final. Did they play in um, pre-recorded sound effects of people going, "Go on, Ronnie"? No, they didn't. Which oh. is, you know, which is fair enough. Um, but Ronnie O'Sullivan, yet again, he's just. I mean, I kind of love him, and I also think he's a bit of a cunt as well at the same time because yeah. he just doesn't give a shit what he says. Nope. I mean, he's he, you know he just comes in and says, "Well, yeah." I mean, I'd have to have both. I could have both my arms cut off and still make it to yeah. the quarterfinals, or his legs, yeah. or something like that. He's you know yeah, the yeah. players coming through are all shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. You know, imagine you're a snooker player and you look up to Ronnie O'Sullivan. You go, "Yeah, you're shit, mate." Yeah, mm. or he'll, he'll like win like ten five, and I'll go, "God, I made hard work of that." Yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah. That yeah. should have been that should have been over about three hours ago. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just not yeah. playing very well. And he was, and he also he had he did an interview just before the semi final, before the final after he won the semi final, just talking about it's all about queuing, it's all about your queuing. I was reading a book, just about your queue, it's your queue action, it's about finding that perfect queue action. So I said, well, it must be about winning. No, it's about the queue action. You ask any snooker player, it's about the queue action, finding that perfect queue action. You go, Ronnie, no, mate, no, no, you're not doing it for a perfect queue action. Come on. <laughs> He's an enigma. Anyway, he is an enigma, but I do like him. He plays beautiful snooker. Uh, if snooker's your thing, um, but that's that's it. I mean, obviously, I've watched quite a bit of uh, football and uh, a little bit of tennis, but, um, yeah. but snooker was the thing I wanted to talk about. Snooker was, <laughs> was well, yeah, that's the burning issue, isn't it? Yeah, that is the burning issue. Yeah. <laughs> so there you are. 
<laughs> well, if you've got any recommended things that you'd like to <laughs> send through to us, because um, you can Snoop. see that we're we're kind of getting near the end of everything that can be watched that we have watched, <laughs> you can send it through to us at weakpointspodcast at gmail dot com, or you can go visit our um, cobwebbed Instagram account. Uh, weak points podcast uh, and send through some comments there I will have put up something by the time you've listened to this yeah. um, but thank you very much for listening yes, and thank hopefully you. it will be another six weeks before we're back with you no, so we'll no. see you again soon see you all soon bye 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 bye, bye.